So the election is in one week and obviously the most potentially unstable election in um, modern times. I know there is a lot up for everyone. Had a MBSR class um, on Thursday night. That taught a bunch of evening classes before. That was one of the tiredest group of people I've ever had. Um, um, clearly, we are we are feeling what is around us um, in so many ways. So for this week, I really want to talk about how do we intentionally plan to take care of ourselves this week, election day, and the day after. And as I told the group last night on election night, if you want some place to be um, from seven to eight, I will be on Zoom and you're welcome to come in and join election morning. If you want some place to be, I will be right here. Um, so, so know that this is, this is uh, an option. When there is so much up, it, it helps to be very intentional, to think out what are my supports, what do I know will help, what will make a difference um, for, for meeting this. So I want to talk through um, just several suggestions that I have. The first is um, a teaching I heard worded in this way a lot of years ago and it stayed with me forever because I thought it was just so brilliant. The movement from worry to care. So worry is from our survival part of the brain, the fear brain. Uh, it's um, down in the unconscious part of the brain uh, and it is an attempt to get a handle on what feels threatening. And it's an attempt to get a handle on it from that survival part of the brain. So the survival part of our brain is elegantly designed to handle sudden life, death, instant. If I react, if that part of the brain can hijack the rest of the brain, give me split second reaction, save my life, that is just beautiful in the way it's supposed to function. And it's also supposed to function well with the whole brain um, working together. Where our unhelpful stress is, is when that survival part of the brain is trying to take over and manage things that it's not designed for that it does not do well. And in this maladaptive attempt to get a handle on a problem that fight, flight, freeze, can't fix in this moment, comes up with all of these kind of screwy ideas. Like maybe if I endlessly think about it over and over and over and over, some idea will come to mind that lets, lets a fix emerge from it. Um, if I endlessly think about all of the catastrophe, what ifs that could possibly happen, then, then somehow I can be prepared or, or do something in some way. 
or endlessly think about all of the fixed scenarios. If just this will happen, everything will be okay. If just this will happen, everything will be okay. Um, so just really pay attention when that part of the brain that's trying to fix something that it can't is trying to run the show. And how do you catch when it is in high gear or even in subtle low gear and help make some shift out of the worry brain into the care compassionate brain? So the care compassionate brain is how the whole brain works together to be with issues that maybe there is something we can do and the care compassionate brain brings some clarity as to what that would be and how to act in a way that is useful. Or maybe what we're worried about is something beyond our fix in this moment. And so we step back in a way of bringing loving attention, loving care, grounding ourselves. So at least we're bringing that presence into the world. I think of care as a felt version um, of both inward and outward tending, the same way kind of the ideal parent soothes the hurt child, doing what they can do and knowing that the rest of it is just to be a loving presence there with it, with the child. So for you, what helps you make the shift? What do you know if I'm caught up in a way that's not useful? What have been supports that um, have helped um, come into a more, as somebody said the word last night, a more sane place, a place with more sanity about how to meet the day and be with the day. So just some of the things that um, help me. One, gratitude. Uh, the, the worry brain, um, fear is all about problem to the tunnel vision, to exclusion of everything else. It's hard to hold both tunnel vision of fear and gratitude at the same time. Really hard for the brain to do that. And the gratitude can help shift into a more whole brain state, a, whole, a more whole mind state that can allow some um, wiser, kinder way of being with it. Uh, so uh, gratitude journaling, just actually pausing, thinking what I'm grateful for in this day. Um, I love the practice of ABC gratitudes. I've named that one several times on here from Brother David Stendel Rost, um, where you just think of the letter A, what comes up to your mind, and, and say it's the concentration meditation. Go through the alphabet. Concentration meditation on something wholesome is very soothing for the mind when we give it enough space to begin to settle in it. My shift on that is I do it with things that are present right with me in this moment now. Help me ground right here. Movement. I very intentionally put movement in at the beginning of our meditation. Um, what kind of exercise, stretching, yoga, movement, walking, um, um, do you regularly do? Do you know you need to do to help support you? Uh, what about outside time, being in the sunshine, being in the, feeling the wind um, on your skin? 
And then another one I want to name is where do your core beliefs about the universe help give you strength to be with what's what can be really difficult at time? What are, are your refuges of a larger sense of wholeness of the universe? Um, um, what kind of core beliefs do you have? One that I've often loved, um, like a, a little credo. Uh, is, there, is there a one or two liner credo that you can bring up that helps reground you in something larger that matters to you? One that um, um, I have often appreciated is from the um, Buddhist world. Uh, and it is, I'm sure some of you have heard this before, it's the three refuges. And it says, I take refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. So what that means is the Buddha is the representation of the whole self um, that has a different potential for happiness, well-being, wisdom, kindness, compassion in the world. The Dharma is kind of a word for the teachings of the um, natural way of things at their wholeness. Um, and that word means many things, so it's kind of hard to translate, but, but that's just one way of looking at it. And the Sangha is um, the, the community, the beloved community in which you're a part of. Love that three refuges. And for me, it's not my native language. I've used those three refuges for many years, but I just loved hearing this invitation from a Zen Buddhist um, um, nun just a few weeks ago to take those refuges, those three refuges and rewrite them in language that, meet, that, that speaks to you, that, that, um, that's language that you understand from your own being what, what that is. So my rewrite of that is I take refuge in all of the loving and wise ones who have come before me. I take refuge in the natural way of the world and its inherent wholeness. And I take refuge in the beloved community all around me. So is there some expression of your own compassionate understanding of the universe that's useful to, to remind yourself of again and again as a refuge, as a strength for you. And then I was sitting on my couch uh, yesterday writing up the last bit of this when my daughter reminded me of the of one final one to put in on this uh, movement from worry to care. Uh, if all else fails, do cat meditation or dog meditation. <laughs> she, she had scooped up our big um, scoopable cat and was holding the cat and was like, mom, this is good too. <laughs> so, so what's your version of just scooping up um, holding with love and care, something that makes you smile um, and brings some joy um, to you. So then another a shift in how to think about and plan for this week. 
uh, Tricycle Magazine, uh, which is online and a, um, a Buddhist magazine, beautiful, beautiful um, um, source of lots of supports, um, lots of resources. They had uh, three particular things this week that I thought I would share from. Um, and the first one was uh, called Election Survival Kit. <laughs> oh, that was a really um, fine way of naming it. Uh, so the first thing is, and actually this one wasn't on their list, but I just want to name it first before I forget. In terms of like literally election survival kit, what do you need to do to manage the conversation, the energy, the media, all of this around you? Um, first thing I would name is what conversations are skillful to be a part of and what conversations are not. I was walking down the street the other night and two of my neighbors uh, who I, I, you know, I love these neighbors, love talking to them, but they were deep engaged in a, and they did this and they did that and not a single mask. And, you know, I mean, it was kind of like this, this whole escalated um, takedown of other um, that actually wasn't, um, bringing any kind of constructive healing into the world or meaning. And as much as I love standing there and being with those two, I didn't want to that night. That wasn't a conversation that was useful um, um, for me at that moment. Um, and there are times there are ways to engage in those conversations where we can be a different presence. Um, but I, what I knew for myself at that moment, that <laughs> I needed to say hi and keep walking. Um, plan your media consumption. Be really intentional about this. Come up with a plan. How many times a day do you really need to check the news? Um, and when you do check the news, how often do you need to do it? What's the impact of checking the news by turning on the television versus reading an article? And there's not a right or a wrong to this, just like noticing for your own self, your own energy, what happens with these different media for you. Uh, notice if there is some internal sense that says, but I have to know. <laughs> um, I, need, I, I, I can't not, not know what they're talking about. Watching, listening, reading the news is not the same thing as being involved. There is a level to which we need to be involved by being informed. And then there's a level that we think we're being involved by being informed, but we're actually just um, drowning ourselves down a rabbit hole that's not useful. So what level of knowing what's happening for you is useful? And what level takes you down the rabbit hole? What could you do with that time and that energy? Um, like, is there, is there some avenue for volunteering right now? There are a lot of requests floating out there um, for volunteers right now. Is there some way that you could put yourself out that feels useful 
Um, a lot of it can be done at home. A lot of it is, is for people who do feel like they're um, capable of being physically out in, in presence. Or maybe the volunteering is something very different. It's um, um, somebody named, you know, the people who don't have someone in the world. Is it just a way of reaching out to someone who could use some care? Um, so what allows you to um, feel useful? Um, and that can look like anything. I always remember Mother Teresa saying, it's not important that we do great things. It's important that we do small things with great love. Um, and so where, where is the avenue of that for you? Pre-election night, 7 p.m. on, on Tricycle, and I sent out the, in my email, I sent out all of these links. Sharon Salzberg's gonna do a meditation from seven to eight on Monday night. Um, um, what ways do sitting with others support you? And then election day itself. How many times do you need to check on the returns? Can you come up with a plan that allows you to know what you need to know and let go? Um, at what point do you decide I am going to go to bed? At what point, you know, I mean, really, really like make a plan for yourself. What, what can I do that night that will feel healthy no matter what's happening that night? Um, that I'm feeling grounded. If it helps, write it out, write out a plan um, and see what it's like to stick to it. And then the last thing I wanna name um, was from another, another Tricycle article brought up, the um, article by David Loy. Some of y'all have heard him before. He's been in Charlotte, beautiful teacher. Uh, and he wrote this wonderful article around the, around the quality of don't know mind. Mm. Uh, and um, what he says around don't know mind, actually he uh, has a quote from Wendell Berry in it. We don't have the right to ask whether we are going to succeed or not. The only question we have the right to ask is what's the right thing to do? what David Loy says about don't know mind. Don't know mind is not an excuse to evade responsibility. Rather, it involves letting go of our fixed ideas about the world, including our expectations. Such not knowing is the first tenet of the Zen peacemakers, a network of socially engaged Buddhists co-founded by Zen teacher, Bernie Glassman. The second tenet is bearing witness to joy, to the joy and suffering of the world. And the third is taking action that arises from not knowing and bearing witness. It's been described as a flash of openness or a sudden shift to the being present in the moment in which we take shelter in the place before anything arises, a place of emptiness and profound silence. We become more spacious, more aware of our own reactivity, 
more open to the perspectives of others. So what about don't know mind would be useful for you? Like we don't know what an outcome might mean, what this thing, um, what it will unfold in this way. He goes on, not knowing is not a fixed position, but a way of engaging with the world just as it is right here and now. We don't know what's gonna happen next, but we do the best we can according to what we can see. We remain ready to change what we are doing as the situation or our view of the situation changes. So we don't know what's gonna happen the rest of today. We don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. We don't know what's gonna happen next week. But we can use this practice to keep ourselves engaged with our sanity, with our wisdom, with our compassion. And doing so allows us to stay engaged in a useful, skillful way with the world. So let's pause for a moment. Just consider for your own self. What's useful planning for me to take care of myself be in this world, in these conditions now. Thank you.